It is time to recap a week in Drake Sports. This is The Bark, and here are your hosts, Noah Manderfeld and J.D. Pellegrino. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Bark. I am Noah Manderfeld, the sports director for the Drake Broadcasting System, and alongside me is J.D. Pellegrino, the sports editor of The Times, Delphic. J.D., how are you doing today? I... I'm hurting. My throat is hurting. It was a long week full of the Drake relays. So we were both pretty busy staying very involved in that, in the competition itself. But we've got a lot of sports coming up. Softball clinched the Missouri Valley Conference title. The men's tennis team is advancing to the NCAA tournament. Women's tennis, unfortunately, is done. And then we have the relays to break down for you then. Yeah, it was... Honestly, a really good week, and it's coming to a close pretty soon here. Uh, we don't really realize how close the end of the year is, but there's been a lot of good sports, and we'll talk about that later, but it just really continued this week, and softball is continuing a historic season, J.D. A very great season for the women's softball team, but after 21 games stretching throughout the end of March and the month of April, the winning streak comes to an end. Tuesday, April 23rd, however, the Bulldogs headed to Cedar Rapids to take on UNI. This was a one-and-done game, solo game, but this was a game about strong pitching. Nicole Newman was at the helm of what was going to be a very tough game. For UNI, it was Jacqueline Spencer, who was 6-2 and two heading into Tuesday's matchup. Both pitchers pitched the entire game. This isn't something we usually see from Missouri Valley opponents against Drake's high-performing offense. Newman registered 13 Ks and allowed zero hits. Things were moving in the right direction. Spencer, however, gave up only one hit, just one hit to Drake's offense, Mm -hmm. to Taryn Pena. Abby Buey scored. This all happened in the third, and the Bulldogs won the game 1-0. Not much offense there, and this isn't something that we see from Drake's offense, especially with Nicole Newman pitching. Yeah, and it can be a little bit freaky when you get one hit and you get a win, but honestly, at this point, the Bulldogs will take it. Their winning streak continued. Winning streak continued, and skipping forward a couple days to the weekend, Saturday, April 27th, the Bulldogs faced Missouri State. Yada, 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 something about a slaughter, Bulldogs win, Nicole Newman, she's great. We all know all of this. Newman back at it again for Game 1 against Missouri State on the road. She stayed in all game, but the game only lasted five innings, something that we've seen throughout the season from Nicole Newman and the Drake offense. The Bulldogs offense was firing on all cylinders. Mandy Remick and Kennedy Frank each registered two hits. Frank had two RBIs as well and scored twice. Remick had one RBI. In the fourth inning, Bulldogs already up 3-0, sent Libby Ryan to the plate to bat. With two teammates already on, she hit a home run to bring the game to 6-0, Bulldogs registered nine hits to the Bears, zero. Nine-zero Drake at the end of the five-inning game. Drake advances, continuing their winning streak and moving forward to that next game. And if I'm not mistaken, Newman had a perfect game if it weren't for a hit-by-pitch, right, J.D.? Yep, you, you got that right. If it wasn't for that hit-by-pitch, then she didn't let up a single hit. So My goodness. Again, continuing her dominant performance, especially in the Missouri Valley Conference. Game two, just a little bit later, A little bit of a heartbreak here and something that we have not been used to as Bulldog fans this season. The Bulldogs came right back for this game but fell 4-2. to 
Timmons started this game and allowed five hits in her time on the mound, giving up four runs. This isn't even up Timmons' alley in terms of pitching. This just wasn't Timmons' game. She was replaced by Nicole Newman, but it was too late for a save. The only two Bulldog hits came from Remick and Frank. So again, that offense that just came off of a crazy awesome game, hitting a ton of balls, only had two hits. The Bears scored once in the first and three times in the sixth. The Bears break the Bulldogs' winning streak of 21 games in a 4-2 upset. And who else but Missouri State to do that, man? I mean, who knows if we could have predicted this to happen. The Drake of... The Drake Bulldogs have been riding out that winning streak. They've been playing phenomenal softball. You could say it was only a matter of time. I don't think anybody could have predicted this un- until it happened. So hindsight is twenty twenty. But the next day, Sunday, April 28th, for Game 3 of the series, winner take all of the series. Now, after a roller coaster of a day, Drake had the opportunity to regroup and prepare for the final game of the weekend. At 11 a.m., sunny skies. Drake chased that winning feeling they had had throughout the month of April. Newman pitched all games, striking out 11 batters and giving out six hits. This is a high number for her. Newman usually does not let up six hits in Missouri Valley Conference games. It's usually somewhere around two or three. It didn't matter, though, because Missouri State's Stephanie Dickerson gave up 10 hits and nine runs in her six and two-thirds innings pitched. Again, too late for Aaron Griesbauer to come in for the save. Everyone on the Bulldogs roster registered at least one hit except for Melissa Schlotzhauer and Gabby Jonas. Remick had one hit and three RBIs. Newman had two hits, two RBIs, and scored once herself. And then finally, in the seventh inning, Libby Ryan cracked another dinger for her second home run of the series. Herself and Abby Buey scored. The Bulldogs won 9-5 and take the series 2-1. This game was a very strong game by the Bulldogs. It was just a roller coaster of a weekend, as I said. And, you know, game one, taking that win 9-0 in only five innings, coming Mm -hmm. back for game two and one where the offense wasn't thriving, Timmons was letting up all these hits, and then they lose 4-2 to to what's the number four team in the Missouri Valley Conference. And then game three, getting right back to where they were game one and all season in conference so far. I feel like this year has been the year of Drake versus Missouri State. I mean... Look at basketball, the men's side, Drake and Missouri State nearly tied for the regular season title. Drake got the best of them. On the women's side, Missouri State got the best of Drake in the Missouri Valley Conference title, ending their streak and winning the conference tournament. Now you got here Missouri State taking on the softball team, ending their winning streak. Now I think the Drake softball team's better than Missouri State, and they definitely proved that. But boy, Missouri State versus Drake is a rivalry brewing. And it's kind of something weird to see. Because, you know, this isn't like when we when you watch professional sports and you think, oh, well, we, we've got Boston who they've got a great professional football team. They've got mm-hmm. a great baseball team. They're thriving on all cylinders in basketball as well. But in college, in college athletics, to have softball, both basketball programs, it is a very interesting rivalry. And with that loss to Missouri State, the Bulldogs – become 21 and 2 in conference but it didn't matter because that third game against Missouri State clinched the MVC title for the Bulldogs. Next, they have four games coming up. The first is a single game against Iowa State on May 1st that is set to begin at 6 p.m. and then they host Evansville for their last 
three-game series of the regular season before heading to the MVC tournament. They will face Evansville between May 3rd and 4th. That is right. It is almost conference tournament season, but for the tennis side, it was conference tournament season last week. And let's start over on the women's side as the women are officially done for a season with a loss to, guess who, Missouri State, 4-3 to in the tournament. Uh, it was a very close game in which Drake swept the doubles point and actually went up 2 to nothing with Pudushkova winning her number one singles matchup. But then they dropped three singles matches in a row with Palumbo, Neville, and Williams all losing. Halias, who's been great all season, she brought them back to a tie at 3-3. Three to three, But then Walchik, she had a chance to be the hero, and she lost in a tiebreaker in the second set to lose the match 4-3. to three. And I, I look at this team, and it's just hard not to be happy with the way the season went. Now, I know they finished the season 8-15, a first match exit in the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament. But this is a very young team that's led by uh, Patushkova, who's a sophomore. You have some freshmen in there as well. It's a very, very young team. Yeah, and this is something that you and I have said. Every other week, it seems like it's easy to kind of chase the highs of this tennis team. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, in the end, you know, the season's over. They are a young team. We see these emerging leaders like Patushkova, as you said, so I think next season is going to be better for them. And even the season after that, I think that this team will really begin to take charge. Yeah, and we sure hope so. But that's going to conclude it for women's tennis. Over on the men's side, it was a championship-type weekend. And, in fact, they clinched the Summit League championship with a win over Valparaiso and then a win over Denver in the championship. And it started... With that win over Valparaiso, they actually lost the doubles point two to nothing. And in the last match between these two, Drake actually got the doubles points, winning all of those doubles matches. But it didn't matter when it came to singles because Drake was dominating in singles when they didn't lose a single set. Vinny Gillespie, he won six to four and six to three in the number one singles. Vinny Hall, six to one and six to three in the number six singles. And then Phillip and Clark won theirs to clinch the 4-1 to one victory, and that sent him onto Denver. And this was the matchup at the beginning of the year. We knew it's going to be Drake or Denver. And it came down to that one, and it was extremely close. It was a dogfight. But you know who win, wins dogfights, J.D.? Dogs. Yes, that's right. Bulldogs win dogfights. Drake, they lost the doubles point 2-1 to one in this one. But it didn't matter in the singles when Gillespie made up for it after losing the doubles matchup by getting a 6-2 and 6-2 win and in both sets. And then it was back from there with Phillips dropping his and Clark winning his. Just back and forth. After And then after Castellino couldn't clinch it in the number five singles, Tom Hands in the number two came down to him. And it literally went down to the final hit with a tiebreaker in the third set. But Hans was able to get the tiebreaker win on a 7-5 victory to clinch the Summit League championship. I mean, Summit League champions, they're going to the NCAA two straight years, and it's been such a fun season for them. And to win when it counts over Denver is such a nice and rewarding victory for the team. I agree, and I think that the, the finish to that last game, last hit, last set mm -hmm. of that game with hands winning 7-5 in a vi I'm a I could only imagine what the tension what 
what the atmosphere felt like there in in the stadium during that game, but it is just so characteristic of this team being able to battle back, face adversity, play opponents who are bigger programs, better than them. Within the Summit League, Drake is that opponent. They mm-hmm. are that thriving team, but this is something that was very well-deserved. They've been on their game all season, and good luck to the Bulldogs heading into that NCAA tournament. Yeah, and looking ahead to the NCAA tournament, I was able just really to find one bracketology uh, website, and they predicted that Drake would be taking on Notre Dame. And uh, Notre Dame is a team that Drake took on in some individual matches. That was earlier this season in the Golden Gopher Classic. That was about November. And uh, Ben Clark and Magach, they actually beat McCormick and Ray in the doubles matchup, while McCormick, he got the best of Clark in singles, and Magach defeated Rail in his matchup. So that's really the only matchup I see between these teams, or even the potential matchup. It's highly likely Drake won't even take on Notre Dame and maybe on take, take on someone similar, but that's what we've got to go on right now. So we'll let you know. That is going to come out actually later today on the day of the recording, Monday, April 29th. And that's going to come out with the, that report. So we'll have to look out for that one. But it will be on May 3rd this weekend. <laughs> it's relays time. And it was a historic race for a one Drake track and field athlete as Kevin Kelly set the fifth fastest time in, fi- in the 1,500 meters in school history. And it was the fastest in 16 years for a Bulldog. He ran it in 3 minutes and 44.72 seconds. He got third in that race. Going over to the 200 meters, Kundai Magaranyaga, he got 11th with a time of 21.35. Then Albaque Malau, he had a time of 10.62 in 100 meters. That was a season best for Albaque, so a good race for him. Looking at the 4x100 relay, Aaron Scher and Victor Pekka paired up with those two that I just mentioned to get a 40-90 time. That's a team that hasn't worked together very often, and I talked to some of them, and they seemed a little nervous about this race, but for the most part did a really nice job. Heading over on the women's side, the sprint medley of Mariah Crawford, Rutendo Mafuda, Kita Kester and Sophia Jackson, they got ninth with a time of 4 minutes and 7.08 seconds. And then Victoria Coombe, who's the star for the team in the 400-meter hurdles, she had a season-best 1 minute to, and then 2 seconds and 20.24 seconds. Uh, she got 16th in that race. And overall, looking at all of the results, there's a there's just a lot to kind of comb through here. Ra- Rachel Selva, she got 5 Ninth in the 5,000 meters, while Olivia Rogers got 18th in that one. And the Javelin, Eric Olsen got 16th. Max Harlan got 17th. There's so much to mention, really, in just this episode. So I encourage you to go onto the website at GoDrakeBulldogs.com. They've got the full list of results if you want to see that one. But overall, a pretty solid week for the Drake men's track and field team and the women's side. I think that, yeah, the Drake men's and women's track and field teams both both did a good job during relays. Obviously, Drake is not the favorite to win any events, having all the talent that comes to compete. But I think Kevin Kelly, Kundai Magaranyanga, Victoria Coombe, those are all the stars for these teams. And I think that they showed up properly. They prepared. They knew what they were going to be facing. And I think that they played very well. And that was the relays. We've been hyping it up for so long, and it finally came here and did not disappoint. A good weekend 
all around. Up next is the Nebraska Invite on May 4th before the Missouri Valley Conference Outdoor Championships on May 9th and May 12th. The season's coming to an end soon. But that's going to conclude it for us here on The Bark. We thank you all for listening. Make sure to check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. We're on all of those platforms. And make sure to check out some of these conference champions or maybe soon-to-be conference champions in the next coming weeks. Let's have a good week at Drake Sports, folks. (laughs) Woo! <laughs>